Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, Use Normal Predictions, published by Jan Christian Refsgaard on January 9, 2022 on Less Wrong. Making predictions is a good practice, writing them down is even better. However, we often make binary predictions when it is not necessary, such as Biden win popular vote, 91%. Danish COVID deaths above 10.000 by January 1, 2022, 84%. Alternatively, we could make predictions from a normal distribution, such as, means comes from Biden's popular vote and 0.54, 0.03. Danish COVID deaths by January 1, 2022 and 15,000, 5,000. While making normal predictions seems complicated, this post should be enough to get you started, and more importantly to get you a method for tracking your calibration, which is much harder with dichotomous predictions. The key points are these. Predicting from a normal is surprisingly easy. Getting an actionable number for how over-under confident you are requires only simple math. The normal distribution carries more information than the Bernoulli, binary outcome such as coins, and will therefore give you more information to act on. Things this post will answer. How do I make a normal prediction? Why do I want to do this? How do I track my calibration? Quick recap about the normal distribution. The normal distribution is usually written as n mu, sigma, has two parameters. A location parameter mu, pronounced mu, which is both the most likely and the average value. A scale parameter sigma, pronounced sigma, which captures uncertainty, high sigma implying high uncertainty. The 6895.99.7 rule states that 68% of your prediction should fall in mu plus or minus 1 sigma. 95% of your prediction should fall in mu plus or minus 2 sigma. 99.7% of your prediction should fall in mu plus or minus 3 sigma. Finally 50% of the prediction should fall within 0.67423 sigma, which can be used as a quick spot check. How to make predictions. To make a prediction, there are two steps. Step 1 is predicting mu. Step 2 is using the 6895.99.7 rule to capture your uncertainty in mu. I tried to predict Biden's national vote share in the 2020 election. From the polls, I got 54% as a point estimate, so that seemed like a good guess from you. For sigma I used the 6895.99.7 rule and tried to see what that would imply for different values of sigma. Here is a table for 2-5%. Intervals. 68% 95% 99.7% sigma equals 2. 52 to 56 percent, 50 to 58 percent, 48 to 60 percent, sigma equals 3. 51 to 57 percent, 48 to 60 percent, 45 to 63 percent, sigma equals 4. 50 to 58 percent, 46 to 62 percent, 42 to 66 percent, sigma equals 5. 49 to 59 percent, 44 to 64 percent, 39 to 69 percent, sigma equals 2 implies a 97.5 percent, 95 percent interval plus half a tail. Chance that Biden would get more than 50% of the votes. I was not that confident sigma equals 4 implies 84% chance that Biden would get more than 50% of the votes, 68% plus 32% slash 2, and a 16% chance Trump wins. I likewise found this too high, so I settled on sigma equals 3. Why do I want to do this? Biden got 52% of the vote share, which was within one sigma of my prediction. There are two weak lessons that I drew from this one data point. The pollsters screwed up, so I should have regressed mu towards the mean, 50%, such as predicting 53% instead of 54%. The prediction was exactly 23 sigma for mu, so the sigma was on the 50% slash 50% boundary just as expected. This was lucky, 
but it's weak evidence that the sigma was well chosen. Imagine I instead had predicted Biden wins, the popular vote 91%, well guess what he won, so I was right and that is it. Thinking I should have predicted 80% because the pollsters screwed up seems weird, as that is a weaker prediction and the bold one was right. I would need to predict a lot of other elections to see whether I am over or underconfident. How to track your calibration. Note, in the previous section we used mu and sigma for predictions. In this section we will use mu i and sigma i where i is the index, prediction 1, prediction 2, prediction n. We will use sigma z for the calibration point estimate. This means that sigma z is a number such as 1.73. In the next post in this series, we will use sigma z for the calibration distribution. This means that sigma z is a distribution like your predictions and thus has an uncertainty. I also made a terrible prediction during the early lockdown in 2020. I predicted N15,000, 5,000 COVID deaths by 2022 in Denmark. It turned out to be 3,200, which is 15,000 minus 32,005,000 equals 2.36 standard deviations away, so outside the 95% interval. In this section we will transform your predictions to the unit normal. This is called Z-scoring, because if all predictions are on the same scale, then they are comparable. Zidial N0,1. Normally when you convert to Z-scores you use the data itself to calculate mu and sigma, which guarantee a N0,1. Here, we will use our predicted mu and sigma. This means there will be a discrepancy between Zidial and RZ. This discrepancy describes how under overconfident your intervals are, and thus describes your calibration, such that if sigma Z equals 2 then all your intervals should be twice as wide to achieve recalibrated N0,1. First we z-score our data by calculating how many sigma they are away from the observed data x, using this formula. z equals mu i minus i sigma i. Second we calculate sigma z as the RMSE, root mean squared error, of all predictions. var z equals ni equals 0 var z equals ni equals 0 z 2i to the power of sigma z equals var z n. And that is, let's calculate sigma z for my two predictions, first we calculate the variances. VAR Z1 equals 54 minus 523 2 equals 49. VAR Z2 equals 15,000 minus 32 million 5,000 2 equals 5.57. Then we calculate sigma Z. Sigma Z equals VAR Z N equals 49 plus 5.572 equals 1.73. So if these were my only two predictions, then I should widen my future intervals by 73%. In other words, because sigma Z is 1.73 and not 1, thus my intervals are too small by a factor of 1.73. Still not convinced? Here are some bonus arguments. Weak 50-50, sometimes you are actually 50-50, such as Scott's prediction that Bitcoin had a 50-50 shot of going over 3,000 in 2019, that could be reformulated as Bitcoin N3000, 1,500, such that a price of 10,000 counts against the prediction. Now a weak prediction still gives evidence of calibration. Overshooting and undershooting, if Biden had gotten 20 or 80% of the votes, both things would be strong evidence of my prediction being wrong, where the binary predictions can only be wrong in one direction. High confidence predictions are easier to calibrate, in binary land a 99% prediction is very hard to calibrate because you need to make hundreds of them to get enough data, unless many turn out wrong of course. A corresponding normal prediction would have a small sigma and thus give as much evidence of calibration as a 60% prediction. Right for the wrong reason, all of N50.67, 0.5, N54, 3, N58, 6, give Biden a 91% win chance, but for very different reasons, and will thus lead people to update differently after observing X equals 52. Advanced techniques. Sometimes your beliefs do not follow a normal distribution. 
For example, the Bitcoin prediction N3000, 1500, implies I believe there is a 2.5% chance the price will become negative, which is impossible. There are three solutions in increasing order of fanciness to deal with this. Have different sigma for each direction such as, HN equals half normal. Bitcoin 0.5 HN 3000, sigma up equals 3000 plus 0.5 HN 3000, sigma down equals 1500. This means if it's above then sigma equals 3000, while if it's below then sigma equals 1500. If you do this, then you can use the relevant sigma when calibrating and ignore the other one, so if the price of Bitcoin ended up being X equals 10.000 then Z becomes 73. Z equals 3000 minus 100 million 3000 equals minus 73. Often you believe something goes up or down by a factor, such as Bitcoin dropping to half or doubling. For ease of example let imagine that Scott thought there was a 68% chance that Bitcoin's value would change by less than a factor of 2. Mu equals log 103003.477 sigma equals log 1020.301 log 10 bitcoin and 3.477,0.301. Z scoring works the same way, so if the bitcoin price was 10.000 then. Log 10x equals log 1010.000 equals 4z3.477 minus 40.301 minus 1.74. If this makes no sense, then ignore it using an arbitrary distribution for predictions, then use its CDF, universality of the uniform, to convert to 0,1 and then transform to z-score using the inverse CDF, percentile point function, of the unit normal. Finally use this as z in when calculating your calibration. Final remarks. I want you to stop and appreciate that we can get a specific actionable number after two predictions, which is basically impossible with binary predictions. So start making normal predictions, rather than dichotomous ones. As a final note, keep this distinction in mind. If the data X and the prediction mu are close, then you are a good predictor. If the mean prediction error on the Z scale is close to 1, then you are a well-calibrated predictor. Getting good at 1 requires domain knowledge for each specific prediction, while getting good at 2 is a general skill that applies to all predictions. This post we calculated the point estimate sigma Z equals 1.73 based on two data points. There is a lot of uncertainty in a point estimate based on two data points, so we should expect the calibration distribution over sigma z to be quite wide. The next post in this series will tackle this by calculating a frequentist confidence interval for sigma z and a Bayesian posterior over sigma z. This allows us to make statements such as, I am 90% confident that 1 less than sigma z, so it's much more likely that I am badly calibrated than unlucky. With only two data points it is however hard to tell the difference with much confidence. Finally, I would like to thank my editors Justice Mills and Eric135 for making this readable. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.